Welcome to the LBM Journal Sales Podcast, hosted by Rick Davis, the premier sales trainer and consultant in the construction supply industry. In each episode, Rick and guests explore what it takes to genuinely succeed, not just in sales and business, but in life. To me, the subject of the day is your talent pipeline. I, I think that having a pipeline of talent in your organization is about the most important thing you can do. And so when I talked with my friend, Fred Lorson, who's on the call today, who is uh, the regional sales manager for a fantastic company in the central Pennsylvania area. And even though he's a Penn State fan and I'm a University of Michigan fan, I'm not going to hold it against him. You okay with that, Fred? You won't hold that against um, me? Actually, actually, I'm not a Penn State fan. Oh, what are you? <laughs> I'm a Notre Dame fan. Oh, that's even worse. Well, try to use small words with me because I just went to Michigan. So keep it simple so I can understand it. Okay. I'm... <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Well, thanks, Rick. I've, I've been in this industry for probably 36 years at this point. Um, joined on to a company back in 1981 and uh, Grew up in this industry, basically, and have been part of an ESOP, an Employee Stock Ownership Program, and we are called Your Building Centers, and we run through Central Pennsylvania with uh, 16 retail locations, I believe, a couple of trust plants, and uh, at least one standalone kitchen design center. I've been with... Um, your building centers since day one, since we purchased uh, Lloyd Home and Building Centers and have moved up in the company over the past uh, 35 years and enjoyed every minute of it. What I really um, love about our recent dialogue is how passionate you are about always looking for new employees. That That's like part of your daily regimen, it sounds like. And talk a little bit about that. What What is your thoughts on that? What's your philosophy of finding new talent all the time? Well, being an employee-owned company, we need to, to always strengthen our bench. And I think anybody in this industry can tell you that it's very, very difficult um, to bring people in, A, that is uh, full of knowledge with this industry and and B, um, they don't look at the building supply company as a, as a wonderful career. But if anybody has been in it, as long as we have been in it, it is, uh, I'm blessed to be in it. And it's a real good career. But I just actually finished up an interview with a, uh, a gentleman here no more than 15 minutes ago that he didn't necessarily get the first position here at Williamsport, but the manager thought he was worthy of setting down, talking to him to see if he could be next man up or, or uh, fill in bench strength somewhere else. But myself and, and there's a few other of us in the company that are always looking for recruits that are going to fit our culture, can take us to the next level as some of us drop off in our years to come up as in retirement and stepping aside. And we want to let this company in strong hands with um, some really good, strong, and particularly young people going forward. Now, I just love that, man. You know, you know, one of my sales philosophies is if you wait till prospecting has become urgent, it's already too late. And then think about that in terms of restaffing your personnel. But it seems like you just know that if you wait till you've got an opening on the bus, you're already too late to be looking for the person to fill that in. So you better have some talent ready, it sounds like. 
well, you got to have people ready to slide into those positions and being educated um, the YBC way and um, ready to step up. Being in this industry and being with your building centers for as long as I can tell you, we know when we believe people are going to step aside and retire. Um, there could be a, a, a four or five year plan to replace some of those people. And if we don't look for those recruits now and get them educated, um, we're behind the eight ball. Exactly right. And that you just don't want to skip a beat when you're replacing people at this point. Yeah, it just seems like one of the most sensible things and, and so obvious because everybody knows this. I started out as an estimator. Uh, you started out. What was your first job in the business? Um, I got hired as a stock person back in 1985 and was working for $5 and 25 cents. A stock personnel leading half of a, uh, a, a large volume ESOP in this business. Everybody on this call knows this, that the, that the captains of our industry all started out as worker bees. And yet we don't proactively look for the new worker bees to funnel up the chain, which is, which is really a tragedy um, because we should plan for that proactively. I, I was so amazed. What are some of the ways that you are proactively seeking new talent? What are some of the vehicles you use to find and spot new talent just to get people in the door? Oh, we do a lot of advertising. I do within my region um, through Indeed. And we'll come up with different ways of throwing some um, creative ways to attract some people. We also look through uh, our Facebook page. Um, we'll put street signs out along our, some of our facilities that we're hiring within, signs on the doors. Um, you just never know when that next hero is going to walk through the door. And if we're not always looking for that person um, to fill the next seat in the bus, you don't want to have to hire somebody because of an emergency. You want to take your time. We want to bring these people in and we look at them sometimes as projects. Um, we brought a kid into the Wingsport facility earlier this year, knew he'd be a project. And man, after seven months, he's, he's going to be a home run hitter for us moving on. I love it. You also are looking when you're touching, shaking hands, seeing people out in the streets. It sounds like too, you've got a great story about a guy selling lawnmowers. Uh, yes. Um, actually, I met this person um, a long, long time ago. He was working in a family business selling sporting goods, and he was just full of personality. Uh, he was a true salesman, and the family sold the business, and he was working for um, someone selling lawnmowers and some landscaping equipment. And a friend of mine said, you ought to try this guy and see what he's uh, if he's willing to jump ship. And uh, he did. And he, we brought him in and taught us, taught him this business. And now he's leading our charge with selling retail installed leads. Um, he's a home run hitter. He's got 30 jobs, 35 jobs at any one particular time on the books waiting to be installed. So that again, um, he had the talent, but we taught him our business. Yeah, it's it's such a great story. And if you're listening to this podcast and thinking to yourself, gee, I, I'm really struggling to find talent. Um, maybe it's because you just need to look 
harder. You need to really proactively search for that talent. The power of, of this story really is that this is somebody who didn't even necessarily come from our industry. Um, and I just like that you seem to find the right fit. You know, you, you have a retail division, sells to the consumer, sells to the, the, the transaction, and you found somebody who really has experience with that and fit that, and you groom them for the part. Um, I, I asked Fred on a call, and because he's my age, and, and both of us uh, are going to retire sometime in the next two to 20 years. Um, <laughs> Good comment. Yeah, for, for me, it's in my blood. I, I decided I want to see if I can make 50 years in this cockamamie business. But uh, but I asked you about this. I said, who's going to be your successor? I don't really have one right now, but you, you, you answered that pretty quickly. You don't have to name names, but what are you doing to groom a successor? And why is that so important, you think, for uh, organizations to do that? DMSI provides a complete line of business software and mobile apps for LBM dealers. Their Agility ERP system manages every stage of order fulfillment from online sales and accounting to inventory control and delivery. DMSI's Building Results CRM is designed specifically for the construction products industry. It helps sales teams grow their pipelines and achieve predictable future results. DMSI is an independent family-owned company known for strong customer partnerships and unparalleled service. Visit dmsi.com to learn more. Well, um, I work for two or th- with two or three people at a time at my end of the company and um, getting them ready to take that next level. And if it's my position or somebody similar to mine, um, and I would say at this point, they're sort of auditioning for my position and I let them make their decisions and we sit down and talk about them. They want my position, I can assure you of that, Mm -hmm. but I would rather uh, work with them for two to three, four years to um, within a year of my retirement, they're ready to step in and take my job. And they're getting real close, to be honest with you. They're doing a great job. And and again, that makes my job easier. I don't have to make all those decisions. It's also courageous. I remember interviewing a young man. It was many, many years ago. And I, one of the questions is, yeah, I don't, I would never ask this question these days or I might have some variation, but uh, you know, I, I, maybe I would, I, I don't think I asked him, where do you see yourself in five years, but I asked him maybe what he was seeking in the position or something like that. And he said, I want your job. And I, I said, wow. I said, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm going to teach you how to take it. And when you've got more to bring to the table than I do, I'm going to work for you. And I think we have to say that, and mean it and believe that we're trying to bring talent to the highest possible level. I suspect you agree with that, by the way, before I keep going on. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I mean, if you feel comfortable in your own position and how you handle it and, and what your results are, um, you shouldn't be scared or hesitant to teach anybody your position. That yeah. That's just growth within the company. Yeah. You know, I, I like to talk about the fact that, our industry, the lumber and building material industry is very unique because so many places you can go for a job, but we offer a career and you seem to sell that. How do you do that? Um, we're an ESOP. We're an employee-owned stock ownership program. 
we're into our 31st year that it's a retirement, it's a career. Um, actually, when we are hiring, looking to hire key personnel, we will put a spreadsheet in front of them and show them what they could walk away from here in 20, 25, 30 years. If they stick with it and um, are part of a 401k program and our stock ownership program. And it really, uh, once we lay that spreadsheet out, it makes the decision really simple for them to look at what they can be worth walking away from this company many, many years from now. And you're right, it is a career. And when it's in your blood, and I've been doing it a long time, um, you can't get out of it. It just, it's, I love to come to work every day. Yeah. Do you have a path in your mind? We didn't really talk about this before, but I'm curious when you hire somebody, are you thinking, boy, I can see this person rising in the operational side, or I think this person's got good long-term sales or sales leadership potential. Are you thinking about that at all when you bring somebody in at the entry level? Absolutely. Yeah. We, we look at, we look at people and, and bring them in and, um, have them push in a, a direction where we think they are able to flourish um, within us and within themselves. And sometimes we honestly may make that mistake and shove them in another direction. Um, but I guess as long as we've been in the business, we have an idea of what it takes to be a manager We uh, and also sales. And again, obviously with sales, um, it's a, a unique individual that wants to be a road salesman and work on a hundred percent commission program. Um, they have to have drive. They want to make money um, and be successful. And that's, we're always looking for that person um, constantly. And we're trying to groom those people within our organization. Love it. Love it. I, I'd, I'd be remiss in my duties if I did just take one moment to talk a little about your sales and sales philosophy um, as a, as an industry professional who's had the privilege of working with hundreds of sales managers, thousands of salespeople, uh, I often find that some people are not the real deal and some people really reshape careers and coach and mentor and lead. And Fred is one of those, everybody. He really does. And my friend, I'm very impressed all, with all the things you do. Talk a little bit about some of the learning lessons you've gained from our recent pandemic. I, I think there's uh, a lot that you've has shared with me, and I think everybody should hear that. What are some of the lessons that you feel you've gained from this time? Um, we realized uh, at those times, um, price wasn't as important as what we thought it was as a company. And um, we've been able to um, take advantage of that, grow our margin throughout these times. Um, we were able to have employees work with each other when we were not necessarily uh, had the doors open. We were uh, curbside pickup and some deliveries. And we had some of our outside salesmen work along with the yard staff and then drivers um, to get a better appreciation of what they go through each and every day. And it has tied up some of the facilities uh, to be a close knit type of work environment of a better understanding what it takes for a delivery to go out once they get the order. But as much as anything else, it's we've pushed the margin a lot this year and we continue to grow that margin and we're really cognizant of it. We measure it and we talk about it each and every week 
at some of our meetings. Yeah, I just love that answer. And when you you shared that with me months ago when we were on it, just chatting about some other stuff. But this is not something we need the crisis to teach us. This is something we should just know every day that people should work together, that we should bring some OSRs in so they can see what other people's lives look like. Uh, the price is not always as important as, as we think it is. The cost is more important. And we just create this powerful environment. I just love that you, you've done that. I want to ask mm-hmm. you one other thing about you. What is it that you think that you try to do personally? Not the company, not YBC, you, Fred. What are you doing to try to help guide people personally in their career paths or just day-to-day coaching of them? What do you do? Um, be confident. Um, be strong with with themselves and portray that confidence with anybody you come in contact with and be a leader. Have some compassion for people and um, support people. As much as anything else, I, I'd like to teach. I'd, I love the teaching part of, of this industry, sales. And uh, the way I like to teach is let the people make their decisions. We talk about it. And more times than not, we go with their decisions. That's yeah. the only way you're going to learn. Do you, do you do much one-on-one ride-alongs with salespeople? Um, yeah, not so much during the pandemic here. I, I have not. Obviously, not, sure. Right, ridden. But um, a lot of one-on-one coaching, uh, riding with them, educating uh, them after we have the sales call. And right now, what I do a lot of uh, coaching with is sit down talking with them once or twice a month and uh, how their approach is with their customers and pick off a customer or two every couple of months that we need to go after a new business for. We need to look for that next dollar. I compliment you, my friend, because I think that the thing I wanted to draw out there and, and anybody else can decide what they believe about this, but I'm a staunch believer, as you know, that if you want to change an entire organization, you've got to change the performance one individual at a time. You're mm-hmm. like a head coach, Fred, you you recognize that we have to teach the basics of blocking and tackling and boxing out and, and hand position and foot position, you know, for an outfielder running to chase a fly ball. You teach them to turn and, and run with their feet straight back looking over their shoulder or a blocker, how they have to disperse their weight in football or a basketball player, anybody. It's, it's those little moves that you teach that I think make the big difference. And I think it's one of the things that I've been able to see for the many years I've known you that mm-hmm. really makes you a different and effective leader. And I, I can't compliment you enough on that. Uh, uh, I certainly appreciate that. We don't, each and every salesperson has their own technique, um, their own style, and you have to be able to adapt to them as, as their leader and as their coach to educate them. Not You just can't have cookie cutter salesmen. And um, some of them buy, fly by the seat of their pants and there's other ones that are very detailed and structured, but in their own way, they're successful. And once that happens, I certainly don't want to stand in front of them and hold them back. Yeah, good. Now I have to ask the next question. Mm -hmm. I argue that selling is a process, not a style, although you can bring your style to it. I think there are consistencies in the performance that we have to teach. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Um, they have to understand their customer contact. They have to understand um, what they're selling. 
what the customer needs and wants are and um, to, under, to understand what that customer really wants from us as a company and from them as a salesman. And then you know how to price the project and sell the project. Um, there's homework to do prior to doing any of that. And that's one of the things that we're always coaching. We do not, do not want to lead with a price first. Um, we had a big siding slash roofing contractor here in the market that was looking for business uh, for 2021. And they came to us and wanted us to price just onesies of some of their siding. And I begged and asked and wanted a, sale, uh, a meeting with them, don't know how to price it. Needless to say, I did not get one and needless to say, we're not doing business with them. Um, because they just reflected they just wanted to know what the price was. Yep. So we walked away from it. As you know, that's one of my passions too. We can't just bid and pray. And Or as my friend Billy likes to say, and fellow uh, columnist and leader in this industry, Bill says, you can't quote and hope. You got to have the dialogue. And I share that with everybody because I want to be careful because, you know, you, we, we have organizations where you've got multiple branches like YBC or building centers and they don't say, well, everybody have your own inventory practices and everybody have your own accounting practices and everybody have your own management, you know, uh, operational practices. But then however you feel like selling, do it anyway. And what I think Fred is saying, and I'm, I'm, this is all a long question for you, Fred. I think what you're saying is that you can bring your style to the game, but there are certain things you need to learn how to do. Is that a, is that a fair assessment of sales? Yeah. Yep. You have to um, have the dialogue and get the good information in order to um, sell the product or sell what you're selling, your company and your service and whatever else you may be selling to that customer to, to attract their business. But um, you just don't do that in one visit or two visits. It, it takes quite a few visits. And um, again, we have some long-term customers that we've, we've learned that from over the course of the years and the customers educate us as, as much as anything else. Yeah. Love it. So let me ask you a question. This is this is the this is the pop quiz, the surprise question. Have you run in, into any uh, surprise new good candidates in the last two or three weeks that you that you could tell us about? Um, let's see. Um, I actually interviewed a young lady um, Friday evening. Uh, we were conducting an a, uh, inventory at one of our stores and. The manager wasn't quite sure if he was reading her as a prime candidate to come in and work sales and to move into some other key positions. Um, she was intriguing. She has drive. And sometimes you can't teach that. So I think she could possibly be a, a project. There's no doubt. But boy, if you got uh, 12 to 18 months to work on a project and it comes out to be a home run at the end of the day, um, she's going to lead our company and help us get to the next level. There you go, folks. Hire for talent, train for skill, hire the potential. And, and I guess the theme for me of this is something I always like to say that this is a great industry. We've got to stop selling it short. I love the fact that I didn't expect this, that Fred is interviewing a woman uh, 6% of all people in the building supply industry are women. That is, uh, it's a it's a crisis and a tragedy. 
um, not for any political correctness reasons, but because there's a lot of talented women out there. Hire for talent, train for skill. This, this is an industry that offers career growth. Um, we are the industry where you can start out without a college education and rise to become the president of a company. We are the industry you can start out broke. Uh, an industry, we are never going to ship the manufacture of our core products overseas, and that is the buildings we work in, we live in, we play in, and we pray in. And Fred Larson, you epitomize all that. And it's a pleasure to know no, you, my I appreciate friend. it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Be- Thank you very thanks much. For be- thanks for being with us on this call, my brother. You're beautiful. Thank you. Right yep. Thank you. I sure hope you're enjoying the content that we deliver in these LBM Journal podcasts. If you're liking them, then you'll like more information you can get at my online learning platform, Building Leaders 24-7, the sales learning platform exclusively designed for the construction products industry. There, you will find content for every member of your organization, how to build a better customer experience, how to communicate better with your internal customers and teammates. You'll see courses on selling effectively to builders and architects and the various audiences of our industry. Ultimately, it is a website and a platform that helps you increase the profitability for your company. And if you are an executive or a manager for that company, you will have the ability to assign courses and track progress of your members. So for more information on the state of the art sales learning platform for our industry today, visit buildingleaders.com or just email me, Rick Davis at buildingleaders.com. We're here to help and drive you to fearless sales leadership.